0: Merry Christmas. merry Christmas. A merry white Christmas. Man, we barely got by on that one, didn't we? It is so good to be worshiping with you tonight. Um, you know, tonight we make memories that last a lifetime. I can remember um, sitting as a child in the back of my grandparents' church on Christmas Eve, and they had these wooden pews along this balcony where you could see everyone sort of gathered up in their Christmas best. And we would take our candles, much like tonight, we'd find our seats, and by the time the preacher began, I remember there was this notable shift in the room. You could feel it. Finally, all was calm and all was bright as they say. And I say that, right, because it's no secret, at least in my house, that up until that point, every year, the tradition is chaos. You know what I'm talking about, right? First, it was Christmas Eve dinner, and then it was Christmas dishes, and then, of course, it was time to get dressed, but then there were far too many people and far too few bathrooms in the house. Finally, Grandpa would be sitting and waiting, looking at his watch in the van, my brothers and I poking each other in the back seat, Grandma would be taking her time, trying to find her purse, get her pearls just right. And then we would white knuckle it, if we were lucky, on snowpack roads instead of black ice all the way to church. But at a young age, I can't articulate it, but as we sat down and we heard the story again, and we sang the familiar carols, I knew there was something exceptional taking place among God's people. It was an experience that I can only describe to you as being overwhelmed with peace. And so tonight, as we dive in one more time to the scriptures, I want to invite you into that space with me. We've been in this series at Spring Hill um, looking at these names of Christ uh, in the book of Isaiah. And now that we've come to Christmas Eve, we come to this final name that I think is perfect for tonight's lesson. And it comes to us from Isaiah 9. We're going to read verses 6 through 7. And we come to this name that is Jesus, who is our Prince of Peace. But as we jump in, here's my Christmas question for you. When was the last time you truly experienced God's presence and his peace in your life? Pray with me and we'll jump right in. God, we thank you for this night, Lord. We praise you for the gift of a Savior, a son born to us, a child given to us. And, Lord, while we come to this this time every year, this this same story, we revisit revisit the same tradition. God, we pray that you would make it fall afresh on us again this night, Lord, that you would change us by your word now. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. amen. Isaiah 9, verses 6 through 7. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of the hosts will do this. Say this with me, the grass withers and the flower fades word of our God endures. So picture with me a flickering candle deep in the heart of Bethlehem, a thousand years old. They say the light has never went out. But just 37 years ago, a group called Light into Darkness had this vision of taking that light from the Church of Nativity in Bethlehem and carrying it across the nations deep in the globe as a sign of God's peace. After 9-11, it was carried into the ground zero of the World Trade Center. This year, just two weeks ago, look at this. The light traveled all the way into the heart of Ukraine. You know, it's a commendable act, right? This this symbol of peace. And yet, just ponder this with me. In that same church where the Christ candle sits, you and I know in the heart of Bethlehem, there is no such peace. There's no tourists. There's very little celebration. In fact, some in Bethlehem have declared this night canceled. Just consider that the place where the shepherds kept their flocks, where the savior child lay his head, the land that the world calls holy has still not found its peace. So they say. And I feel like this begs a question, right? And that is, who is this prince of peace then in a world full of turmoil and strife that we've come to worship tonight? You know, we don't have to think globally. We can just look inside our own homes, inside of our own hearts, There is a longing for an answer to that question in every heartbeat in this room. How do I find peace? See, but it's somewhat ironic, right? That word peace is like the word of this season. We talk about it all the time. Those five letters are hanging somewhere in our homes right now. And yet at the same time, few in this life will fully experience the essence of what it is to have peace. I love how a pastor said it many years ago he said you know Jesus came for the sole purpose of giving us peace and and yet for six weeks out of the year for some reason we do everything in our power to make chaos that word peace in the Hebrew is shalom it's long been the greeting of the Hebrew people shalom alechem peace be upon you in fact it's the greeting of many languages this peace And when we hear that word, right, we think in terms of of, of the cancellation of of war, the the absence of, of chaos, peace treaties. But tonight, I want you to know that when Jesus was born, he came to give you a peace that is much, much more than that. To put Brian's words into the pulpit, ponder this with me. Jesus is our peace. Look again at how the Christmas story begins. Look at this up on the screens. Luke two thirteen, And suddenly there was a, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. See, that is the word of Jesus' birth, right? And yet it wasn't just the announcement of his arrival. It was also some of the last words Jesus spoke before his death. Look at this in John 14. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it. Again, when we hear peace at Christmas time, I think we we think about the end of something, the the ceasing of turmoil, the end of war, the, the conclusion of suffering, settled chaos. And yet Jesus tells us that the peace he gives is nothing like the world thinks it is. It is a peace without end. You know, years ago I spent the entire semester as a chaplain in the emergency room of a regional hospital. and Many times in the middle of the night my pager would go off and I would walk into this chaos with no context. One of the things that stuck out to me was how some of the, the worst people and the worst of trauma could carry this peace about them while others who were in the smallest of predicaments would would all but lose their minds as though the world was coming to an end. And somewhere along the way, it dawned on me that this peace is not so much the absence of chaos, but rather it's a gift that transcends chaos. Let me just share with you an an inconvenient truth tonight. I want to shatter our hallmark image of Christmas, but I think we get this picture in our minds of like this soft snow and a warm, cuddly blanket with this child laying ever so peaceful in a manger. But we know better, right? Like the circumstances of Jesus' birth were anything but peaceful. I mean, any woman who's been in labor knows that, right? If you've been uh, in the delivery room as a man, like that is not the word that you would use to describe the situation. But add to that, Jesus is born at the same time that this king, King Herod, is calling for the death of children. See, things aren't that different. He wanted this Christ child dead, right? It was a horrific scene. The Bible talks about inconsolable wailing in the night. There was nothing peaceful about it. And yet, and yet, the Prince of Peace had come. See, what I'm trying to say is that this Christ child, he, he came to give you and I a depth of peace the world will never know. It is, it is a peace that the world can't even speak of. It is not a peace that the world can comprehend. It's a peace that goes beyond all circumstance or situation, all understanding because Jesus Christ is our peace. See, and here's why I say that. Jesus came ultimately to reconcile the world of people who had lost their way and turned enemies of their creator. I came across this profound thought last week. You know, that is that when you and I were born, God put this instinct in us to look for the one who is looking for us, right? Baby is born, Wailing. What is that child born to do in that moment? She's looking for her mother, right? And the minute that she finds her, all is well. Peace in the delivery room. It's a similar concept in our faith. We, we were born to be looking for the one who came looking for us, and yet the problem is we've all gone astray. You know, we live in this day and age where we roll over in the morning, and the first thing we do is look at our phones, looking for something, looking for us to find some sense of solace or peace And at the sight of our face, the camera sees us and the phone awakes. And we think somehow we've been found. And yet even that is just a portal to an anxiety-fueled mirage. See, what the Christmas story reminds us is there is only one way to peace. And when the child was born to us, he came to offer us something we will never find anywhere else in this life. And here's why. Unlike all the other children looking for their mother, this child is the face of God come looking for us. Ponder that. The root of our anxieties and our worry, our our conflict, turmoil, war, the solution is only found when we give our life to him. It's not a peace that the world promises. You won't find the solution in your busyness or your distractions. You can't find peace in your addictions or with more money or a new job or yet another therapist. You can't find it by laboring for that perfect Christmas morn once more. No, inside of all of us, right, is this God-shaped hole. And though we try to fill it with all the temporary things of this life, only Jesus can fill that gap. That is the reason that a candle in silent night changes the room. I came across an interview recently of a well-known country artist. He said long before he hit the big leagues, he would travel gig to gig across the country. Most of his performances early on were in bars. And he said these places were often quite dangerous as the night went on. And somewhere along the way, one December night, his band had found themselves in quite the precarious situation. He said this fight broke out among the crowd. The room was out of control. Things were flying all over the place. And on a whim, he decided to play Silent Night on his guitar. And he said it transformed the room. All is calm. All is bright. Sleep in heavenly peace. From that moment forward, he said, without fail, if a fright broke out, Even in the middle of July, he'd start singing that song. And he said the crowd would be subdued. See, somehow this reminder of this Prince of Peace quite literally changed the room. People would start hugging each other, he said. They would fall on their knees weeping. Why is that? Maybe it was nostalgia. But ultimately, Christmas reminds us that the desire for peace in all of us is really a desire for Christ. So tonight, as we sit still in this world that seems lost in chaos and drenched in conflict, caught in turmoil, I remind you, this isn't just another quaint tradition, another year to hold your candle. Tonight, we join with millions around the world in every situation imaginable, from the cathedrals of Europe to the underground church, from orphanages and those in the front lines of war, from maternity wards and hospice beds. And we join all, then proclaim the one who is our peace. Romans five says this, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And one day is coming, where this Prince of Peace that was born to us, we've been promised will return as king. And in his reign, there will be peace forevermore. Tonight, we remember he's our wonderful counselor, He's our mighty God, he's our everlasting father and prince of peace. Let that be enough. Merry Christmas. Pray with me, will you? Father, we thank you, Lord, for the gift of peace come down, manifest among us in your son Jesus Christ. Lord, we confess we know it is a peace like the world will never know. And so, God, we pray that this peace would reign first in us. Lord, we ask that you would reconcile us to you and to one another in Jesus' name. And God, we pray that tonight as we hold that candle and we sing Silent Night, that you would remind us of the true essence of peace found only in that manger. Thank you for that gift, God. In Jesus' name we pray.